This would have made the second Verde theme show in a row that we did after She-Hulk. It was originally titled Emerald, but then they switched it over to Bad Sisters. I think Emerald had to do with the fact that they're Irish for the most part. Even the cast is Irish <laughs> and they filmed in Ireland. So yeah, but it had me thinking like, okay, we've reviewed a lot of shows where the working title ends up being completely different than what the show ends up being called, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have a game here. Uh, and it goes like this. You have two points if you can guess the real name from the working title with no help. When do we start doing points? And one point if you get it with a hint. And the okay. hint is going to be the year that it came out. Now, mostly I could only find films that had interesting working titles. So that's what we're going to concentrate on here. Right. So this film was originally produced with the working title, I'm with Cancer. I'm with Cancer? Uh, bucket List? That's nope. A, okay, hint. Okay, hint is it came out in 2011. 50-50. Yes, yeah. you got it. Okay, so that's one point. By the way, if you get four points, you win. And there's four different ones. So right okay. now you're on track. Okay, the next one is called Teenage Sex Comedy that can be made for under $10 million that your reader will love, <laughs> but the executive will hate, and comfort food. <laughs> uh, can you say the name again? Oh, sh <laughs> are you just making me say the name again? Teenage sex comedy that can be made for under $10 million that your reader will love, but the executive will hate and comfort food. American Pie? Damn it. Two points. That's that was a good one. All right. You got it. Um, and then this one is called I, I did make them sort of easier than there's some that well, are comfort food. Like I one like is that. cheese. And I'm, that's not for the cheese? game. But yeah, that's actually Cloverfield. And there's no way you're getting that. I, yeah, one. What? So yeah, I didn't include it. But the lunch bunch. That, that's the that's the working title. The lunch bunch. OK, I'm going to need him for that. You're already at three points. So you only need to get one more point. OK, it came out in 1985. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I it was the Breakfast Club. Yeah, I was never. The Lunch it. Bunch was the Breakfast Club. <laughs> so that John Mulaney thing that came yeah, around later on. Obviously, making fun of that. Yeah, it had something to do with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then this last one is going to be super easy. You're probably going to get it really quickly. Seventeen Bridges. Wait, seventeen bridges. Seventeen bridges. I think I need a hint. Seventeen bridges. This came out in 2019. You're going to feel really dumb if you don't get it. Uh, 1917? I don't know. 21 Bridges. 21 Bridges? Yeah, the Chadwick Boseman film. I never... I, I don't You've know. You've never heard of 21 no. Bridges? No. Okay. <laughs> well, well, you lose. <laughs> and because you lose, you have to hear this random fact, okay? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'll tell you what Big Bang Theory's original title is. Do you want to guess? I don't. I don't know. Bazinga? <laughs> Lenny, Penny, and Kenny. <laughs> Wait, what about the other two? <laughs> so Lenny is Leonard. Yeah, right. Penny is Penny. Yes. And originally Sheldon was supposed to be Kenny. <laughs> but it was just supposed to be Sheldon and not the other two, or Raj or Well, they actually in the show were kind of side characters until later seasons. Yeah, like, I mean, it, yeah. They only became the friends setup, which which friends also had an interesting title. I think it was like Six of Us or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard you of knew that, that before, one. yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Anyways, so it wasn't the second Verde theme show in a row, but it <laughs> is the second show that we reviewed that was created by Sharon Horgan and her production company Merman. Do you remember the first? No. Shining Vale. And do you know who Sharon Horgan is? She stars in this show. Uh, was she Grace? 
Or no, no, no. She she must have been Eva, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Todd Margaret. Yeah. Which you shouldn't know her from that. Like that should not be the main thing you know. Her <laughs> I from. know. It's I... almost embarrassing because she's created so many shows. She's done Pulling, Catastrophe, which are both critically acclaimed British yeah, shows. Them, yeah. uh, numerous acting credits, and also um, she made a show called Divorce, but that's a U.S. show, so I couldn't include it. In I the also know, but I I knew her from Game Night as well. Yeah, she, and she plays. Does she play a similar character here? No. I, I, okay. <laughs> you don't think so? Okay, so Eva Garvey, that's her name here. She's sort of the de facto leader of her sisters. She has four of them. There's Grace Garvey, who's the battered housewife. You have Becca, who's the younger laid-back sister. Bibi, who's sort of an oddball. She has an eye patch. And then Ursula, who I would consider maybe the secondary leader, but she is having sort of a midlife crisis because she's having an affair yeah. and she has a family. Um but yeah, what'd you what'd you think of? Did you recognize any of them besides Eva? No, I didn't recognize a single person. But I really liked the beginning montage. You I thought the, the min- beginning montage was one of my favorite parts of the whole. What episode. was the beginning montage? When you get like a uh, kind of quick scope into the lives of all of them, they show you their names, and then like you see Grace, she's crying. Oh, over Oh, they're her all husband. trying to get to the funeral. That's right. Right. Yeah, she's crying over her husband John Paul, and then you also see Eva. She's like watering her flowers and like drinking right beforehand, and then you have BB, and you, that's when you get the reveal that she has one eye also becca almost kills matt when she runs into the street and he's on a motorcycle i i like the way that so you was like done. their introductions yeah but you didn't recognize the characters it's interesting because eva who when their parents died kind of took over the responsibilities that's how grace puts it right what does that remind you of like the the oldest kid who takes up the responsibility of all their siblings uh, shameless shameless so guess where grace garvey's from she's the original fiona from the uk shameless the UK? <laughs> yes and then Becca, Becca has been, for me, I was really familiar with her career because she's from The Nick. She's from Luminaries. Uh, she was the star in The oh, Luminaries. Yeah. Uh, she was in Behind Her Eyes. I've seen her play a psychopath before. <laughs> so even though she's playing sort of an airheaded, younger sibling, like innocent kind of person here, like I know what she's capable of in acting. And maybe if they cast her in this, they're going to have her ter- take a turn. I don't know. Oh, well, I assume so. I assume all of them are going to take a turn. But she's able to do that whole dead-eyed thing that like uh, demonic <laughs> <laughs> glare. She hasn't done it yet, but I'm just waiting for that. And then BB though is the more kind of darker of the personas. Yeah. It's played by Sarah Green. She's from, she's been in Broadway productions, uh, Penny Dreadful, Ransom, a lot of talent here. Um, but what did the eyeball remind you of? The, the eyeball? Yeah. It, it, it reminded me of Dark because if you remember in Dark, the biggest question mark about the entire show was how did this oh. one guy get this eye patch and they <laughs> yes. and they, once they'd answered that that solved the entire show like we, we, i'm not gonna ruin it right now clearly but um so yeah so bb's character what do you think of her did you like her, you uh, like her? yeah she wasn't my favorite sister i think my favorite sister is probably eva out of all of them. i like that bb was pushing the plot like she was the one who took it from a joke of like maybe let's kill him to i absolutely want to kill this guy yeah i think that her backstory has like the most questions behind it obviously kind of the mystery do you think that john paul jp or the prick uh that he's the one who caused her eye to to turn out that way it could be that way because she is the one to bring it to from like oh yeah she's definitely the to... angriest at him to start with now yeah. by the end all the sisters hate the dude and then uh yeah you have ursula again she's sort of a secondary voice of reason she's played a nun in the last kingdom probably got the least amount of acting credits out of all of the pe- all the sisters and the least amount i think of screen time if i had to guess well band-aid has less 
Band-Aid. Band-Aid is the daughter. It's actually Band-Aid, but I'm going to call her Band-Aid because it's so much easier to do that, and it's a funnier name to me. Band-Aid is uh, Grace's daughter, yeah. JP's daughter, and uh, she's definitely a victim in the show. Yeah. But, well, that, and that was kind of my biggest problem. It's the fact that JP... John Paul John Williams. Paul Williams. Who you also should recognize. I Wait, where is she from? He, you, do you remember that Dracula series in Netflix? Yeah, I don't remember it. That surprises me. But yeah, he played Dracula in that series. So maybe you wouldn't recognize him if you didn't know him from that. But go ahead. Yeah, well, I just felt like his character, there was nothing redeeming about it at all. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to like, be. But uh, it was just such an ex- insane level. There's not one person he's nice to in yeah. the whole entire show. Like, he's a complete dick. And I'm fine with wanting to, like, paint him that way. But it was it's like... It's not about painting him that way. It's about convincing the audience that if these sisters didn't want to kill him, that you would. So do you think it's from the perception of the sisters then no i think that literally he's just the worst human I mean, being. Yeah, he's I, a monster like we can go into what he does later on but i first want to talk about the brothers this is actually a pretty big cast for an apple series yeah. usually you get like four <laughs> people but we got to go through all of them so there's matthew claffin and thomas claffin and they work together in this uh, life insurance agency yeah they're brothers even though they have different moms so they look way different one's played by someone you should recognize from peaky blinders uh, I didn't. Re- are you t- Isaiah Jesus? That's where he's from. That is I did where he's not from. recognize him before, but season six of Peaky Blinders. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then Thomas. He is- was also in the Wheel of Time. He played Aaron, but I'm not sure if he was in the episode you saw. I think he might have actually been. But okay. then there's Thomas, and then he's played by Dom Hall Gleason's brother. So you did recognize we'll him. And yeah. you also know Dom Hall Gleason, their father. You also know their father from Gangs of New York, 28 Days Later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know we've looked it up. That's just a very <laughs> famous uh, family. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that, I think that's. Uh, what, what's his name? What's Thomas's actual actor's name? Uh, Brian Gleason? I think Brian Gleason might have also been a brother in with Dom Hall Gleason in the movie Mother. Like, I think they actually played brothers there, but huh. I'm not sure. I know there's anyway. a five-year age difference. Also, I like that Thomas's character, who is kind of this underhanded, he, he doesn't want to pay out this insurance policy because he suspects that something has gone wrong, but also... Uh, selfishly, he knows that if he does pay it out, then he's going to go bankrupt. He's not going to be able to afford anything. So he is playing the sort of Columbo character, but he is also a jerk. But he's a good contrast well, jerk. Yeah. He, he makes the widow sign a paper no, he without looked, her knowing that she's actually signing something to dig up her dead husband. But he's not as much a jerk as like John Paul. Like but they that's do what give I'm him- saying is that contrast makes it almost perfect because it's like showing you that you can still be an asshole in the show and be likable and, and, and not be what JP is. I'm going to make a prediction right now and say that Thomas does not make it past this first season. The second that I saw that he had a wife and his wife was pregnant and the, and the wife was like, you I can't have you dying. I, yes, I am almost so sure that they're going to kill him off. I would like bet money on it. Huh. I think I think that he's maybe making it to like the penultimate episode. How many episodes is this season? This one's going to have 10. Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's going to be dead by then. I guess I feel it. Wow. Okay. I have a few theories too, uh, but we can get into those later. I, just a couple more characters. I promise we got Roger the neighbor who was <laughs> awesome to see because I was like, well, there's the dead still guy and he's at a funeral again. Mm-hmm. That's how I was introduced to him on that show. Michael Smiley. Um, and then you had Gerald the boss. And both of those people in my mind, actually Roger is probably my favorite character. He only shows up <laughs> for the smallest parts and they're really goofy. I did like seeing him. Yeah. But I think he's the murderer. 
I think it's going to end up that the sisters didn't do it and that Roger just, because JP is such a dick to Roger. He's a dick to everybody. But, like, Roger just keeps on trying to get invited in to just kind of hang out with people. And he just keeps on shoving the door on him. To me, it's not It's not really about the motivation, but just who is, like, get, who is who has the screen time. Because there's, there's always when you're focusing on the murderer, it's, like, the person who, like, was in the background the whole time. And, yeah, Roger could definitely be that person. Yeah. He's paying the mold. All right. So if you were to compare this show before we jump into the plot plot uh, what would you compare it to okay yeah so um really i have these comparisons just based off of the tone uh barry made for love the woman across the street in the window why women kill afterlife dead to me and big little lies in fact i feel like john paul was exactly like perry in big little lies played by alexander skarsgård exactly they're almost, like they're almost the same character the only reason why perry was maybe a little bit better is that he's nicer to his kids i was gonna say skarsgård it didn't seem like he was as dislikable but definitely Big Little Lies is my top comparison, even though I've never even seen the show. <laughs> Secondly, I also had Dead to Me on here. Um, a couple other ones that you didn't mention, uh, Death at a Funeral. I feel like the humor there, this is very British yeah. humor, but they definitely yeah. have like the guy had a boner. <laughs> right before. Post-mortem, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then, which you'd think that like the person in charge of setting up the body and stuff would have been able to, the yeah. mortician or whatever. Um, and then Murder on the Orient Express. I think this could- What? Be, oh, you think it could be like a multiple thing? Well, it does already seem like the sisters are teaming up to kill him and then they're trying to like cover it up. Yeah. So, it, but it could be more people who are involved. Um, and then Pretty Little Liars, I remember one of the spin to the show uh, had the plot where a bunch of kids had been joking about killing someone and then they ended up dead yeah. the next uh, episode and then everybody's pointing fingers at who might have done it. That felt very much like this, but also it's just a classic whodunit plot, yeah. right? All right, so we've talked about the cast. We've talked about our comparisons. We've done a little game. We should probably jump into the plot even though we've already given a little bit away. So one of the first things we see is that John Paul is dead. He's in a coffin. And Grace is like, I, it's, it's weird because when you watch the rest of the show, you're not really sure if she's crying over the fact that John Paul himself is dead or how he died because that's really the mystery throughout the whole entire show. We see that John Paul is a dick in the six months of like flashback. He puts on a clinic. He's like arrogant, rude, he's petulant. He's by the end it's like narcissistic psychopathy to me. He and then I even have like what makes him the worst father in the world? This is during his daughter's birthday, right? Mm -hmm. So he does four things here. He A steals her birthday cash from her letters. Yeah. Does that make her the, him the worst dad in the world? Or giving her a pro-life pin as his gift. <laughs> yeah. Humiliating her by talking about how small he thinks her boobs are with an earshot of her and everyone at the party. Yeah. Or for telling her that dancing to pop music makes her look like she's asking that, for That it. last one, I, I was like, that that might be the worst. That's the worst That's one? The worst. Yeah. Man, they're all like equal to me. They were, <laughs> I, he's, yeah, this guy is great. Not at to mention evil. the fact that he's also making, he continually makes fun of Eva because she's unable to get pregnant as we learned throughout the two episodes. And he also almost steals her job. Yeah. And yeah, he, he's a chatterbox and he's also very, very controlling. Oh, absolutely controlling. That's the biggest thing. Like when they're at the uh, Christmas Eve party, he's mm-hmm. the first to be like, Grace, we're leaving right now. Like we're not staying at all. And all the sisters are like, Grace, you need to stand up for yourself. If you want to stay, you should say that you want to stay. And then she's like, no, 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 it's fine. I know you think that he's a dick, but he's actually a really good person. And then I actually kind of like the twist that they kind of pulled in the first episode where you see that um, he's acting really nice to Grace when he's giving her the champagne. And then you realize that the reason he's giving her the champagne is to manipulate the situation so she can't drive to the uh, beach. Where That's they were where I was like, this to- isn't just manipulation. This is psychopathic. Yeah. Because like it's it, there's no way in which this guy 
is not a sleaze ball, but like to the worst degree. Right. Yeah. And so and so all the sisters are like, she's really not going to be coming to the beach, and and that's the first scene where we where they joke about being like, oh, we should kill him. But yeah. Like we said, BB decides to actually take that seriously. So the way they're portrayed in the show is that at the first scene we see that he's already dead. Yes. And then we keep on getting these backflashes. And one of my pros for the show is how they show us that they're doing backflashes because they'll they'll stay on a character for a second and then you'll you'll know that they're thinking about it mm-hmm. in the past and then they'll kind of do the film backwards horizontal like flip and i really liked how they showed it because every time it was very clear when they were going back to and what they were describing to you and i think that the segues were just one of the perks yeah and i felt like the story that they were showing in both timelines were very seamless like i never got too lost in anything yeah and even though it's a slow burn like it also felt like it was moving and i was engaged the whole time and the humor also helps a lot yeah and by the and by the end of the second episode even they blow up the place that uh that John Paul yeah, that's, be, yeah, yeah, that's a that's yeah. a jump. So like you're saying that BB and Eva have teamed up at this point. BB's convinced Eva um, to help her kill JP. I did find it funny because at first when BB is talking to Eva, Eva's like, no, but it did take John Paul literally making fun of her one more time about not being able to I become pregnant. I think it was the stuff about the daughter actually. And the bra, yeah, because Eva bought her a bra and he didn't like that. No, but like Eva's one like holdup was that she did not want to take away the father to band-aid yeah. right like she just it, but then when she saw how bad a dad he was continually with all the listed reasons that we just gave that is what convinced her like yeah he's she's better off without him like yeah. i can do a better job and so can us like as a sister because this is a very tight-knit sister group well yeah and we and see s- even by the end of the first episode yeah. they're like we all have each other's backs and grace is going to stay out of it and i so. believe it too because they all seem to get along together and it's just good acting mm-hmm. but um so yeah eva and bb alone go to this cabin where they know that jp's going to be hanging out because he's doing like a 15k in the mountains or something (laughs) where he's just walking 15 and then he like yeah so he they booby trap it almost they're going to turn on the gas and then blow it up and then get the insurance payout Mm -hmm. and no one will be the wiser however because they brought their cell phones with them my thinking is like if he actually dies this way they'll be able to tell really quickly in a police investigation who was at that cabin at that time yeah i had a lot of doubts on that because i was like also the other sisters we know that at some point they're going to have to all plan and and be in on the action of actually killing John Paul. Yeah, otherwise it wouldn't make as much sense. Um, Also, his body wasn't burnt. Yeah. So, like, it was pretty given away at the first episode (laughs) when you were able to see his face. Like, he died in a very miserable fashion. That's what they've said several times. But, like, you could tell that he didn't die in a fire. Yeah, no, you could see his face. But who did they kill? Because there was someone inside the cabin, right? No, no, there was no one in the cabin. There was no one in the cabin? He was just screaming like a little baby girl because he was outside of the cabin. Yeah, but didn't they hear the footsteps at the top of the stairs? Yeah, but he had left because he was calling. There was enough time in between. So, yeah, he leaves the cabin just to make this phone call because he's not able to get reception i assume anywhere mm-hmm. else but who he decides to call is not his wife or anyone else it's but evo when she was there yeah. so why they she didn't know why but that's obviously a question that's going to get solved later on um and then yeah the brother's storyline which takes place all in the present not mm-hmm. the six month past is all about tom kind of convincing matt 
that uh, they need to follow up on this lead because he is sure, he is 100% sure that something crazy is, go that is going down and that these sisters have like planned to murder JP in some way. In the world that they have, I, I, I felt like it was pretty realistic. The only problem I had was the fact that like Becca almost running into Matt and then like running into him oh, again at the bar. You yeah, didn't like the, the meat cutes? I was just like, well, I the first time it was fine, but the fact that Matt would then be kind of like investigating the death of her brother in law. I think what we're supposed to get is that it's a really small town. Yeah. And so but, obviously there's only a few set places. Like she said, the Chinese place that she's from been banned from. It seems like it's the only Chinese place in town. Yeah. So that makes but, me believe like it's just a really small community. Also, I think with the Chinese place, if you remember Eva when she's giving dodgy questions to Tom, I really like that scene because they both were kind of trying to scope each other out yeah. and like outmaneuver each other by like the questions and the answers. And so he, she was like, something weird did happen the night that J JP died. We got this order delivery it was raining and we had ordered Chinese or Mexican and the other one showed up, um, it, but a ton of it. And so maybe that plays a role in that Becca had dated someone who was in the yeah, Chinese. Yeah, because doesn't she say she like dated the owner? She broke She's, up with the yeah, owner. Yeah, that's why she was banned yeah. from the restaurant. So I'm wondering if that connection is supposed to play. I, at this point- I assume everything like that, like all oh, planting the seeds, I assume everything is going to come back into play, especially by the finale. Usually by the time that we do these podcasts, I'm able to go on to like Reddit and uh, different forums and see what the theories are. Mm -hmm. But the strange thing is there really aren't a lot of user reviews on this. There's not a lot of participation from like just regular audience members. Now critics are all across the board that like almost everywhere has rated this show, but it just doesn't seem like it's gotten enough traction from, uh, it seems like the type of show that over the course of the season, it might accrue a, a larger audience. But as of now, it doesn't have that Or that one. it might take after this season before people start to discover it. But because yeah. it's on Apple and it kind of got released in the middle of like Game of Thrones and She-Hulk and all these <laughs> other big shows, it might just fall under the radar, which is pretty sad to me because I, I very much enjoy it. I'm very into the mystery. Um, what else haven't we talked about? All the characters, and there are a lot so far, I like how they're all different and unique, except for John Paul. I did feel like John Paul was a little bit stereotypical in just how much of a dick he was. But, but at this point, that, isn't it entertaining to you? Like, like what is he going to do next? When when they go to the Lizzo con concert, when his wife and his daughter go to the Lizzo concert without his permission, and then they get the call, I knew he was going to flip out when he heard Lizzo oh, well, in yeah. the background. <laughs> and, so, and so I couldn't wait to see that because it was so enjoyably like distasteful it's nothing wrong with the acting it's just more the fact that like john paul i guess feel like he i can't i i've seen too many characters i feel like that on like that on tv I, I disagree usually they try to give some finesse to a character but the funny thing is he's not some like dead uh dad who's drinking all the time like he's the opposite he doesn't drink at all he's a teetotaler which is a word i haven't heard since Rimworld. but i love <laughs> that they used it here and so there was alcohol in his body when they found him dead 1.6 mm -hmm. So that is suspicious. And we do know that someone murdered him. There's very little oh, yes. chance that he yeah. just died in his own way. I also like the little things that they did for the jokes. Like, for instance, when Matt, we haven't talked about Matt's character too much, but he definitely is going to get together with Becca, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And then also he seems like the most sane out of all the characters so far. Um, I did like when he got a call from Thomas, the picture of his brother on his phone was Thomas from like the most double chin <laughs> angle looking downward. I, I know that's okay. I'm just, I like the humor. I also like how they shot that scene in the ocean. Usually you don't see people talking oh, in the swimming. water. Yeah. And I, I just, I mean, camera camera work is cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. They're, like the cinematography I thought worked really well. And you they, can tell there was obvious effort of put budget, into the yeah. show. Yeah. 
it is inspired by a 2012 Flemish series called Clan or in The Outlaws, um, which also ran for 10 episodes. But um, the executive producer, one of the producers on the show was actually from that one. Oh, wait, I think I've heard of The Outlaws. You've heard of The it Outlaws? Was like, yeah, it was like a foreign show, you said, right? Yeah, Flemish yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on the IMDb Top 250. Oh, okay. So, so you are aware of yeah. the show. Yeah, so that's just a recreation of that. No wonder it's gotten such successful like <laughs> material to work with. Um, my theories are this. I also think that Grace must be hiding something because right now she is just playing the widow who is really sad. And yeah, she was, I think that she did something like, I think she's the one playing it the most cleanly and that's suspicious to me. So you think that she did the darkest thing? Maybe. I think that might be revealed over time. Like she did say that she accidentally lied to the insurance agency mm-hmm. that she was with her sisters, but maybe that was on purpose. The maybe way she's that just the, really good at manipulating. Actually, the you, you saying that because of the fact that the sisters being like we need to like, keep Grace out of it no matter what. Yeah. She might she might be one to like turn on her sisters like I don't think she's going to turn on her sisters, but I think she's it like, will take too time innocent. To. Yeah. I think she's too innocent right now that there's something that we're missing. Uh, even though it's an hour long as a comedy, it didn't feel like it was t- taking too much time. Yeah, to and I, I like the fact that they released two episodes. It felt like I, I actually was able to like learn more, if that makes sense. More than they sometimes they release three. So do you feel like that would have been better? Or? No, no, I like I like where they. I think what I'm trying to say is I like, like where the they cut it off. Yeah, great. And so what would you give it overall? Overall, I'd say that it was a pretty good series. Like I said, my only de- drawback is the fact that John Paul is such a dick. And it did seem like some things were pretty convenient. Also, <laughs> Big Little Lies, it seemed, I feel like they took a lot from that. But like I said, m- more good than bad. I'd give it like a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. I also think Dead to Me, it's pretty close to that Netflix show. Yeah. Just not as, I don't think Dead to Me is as good, um, even though it has gotten critical acclaim as well. I think it's well-balanced, strong-casted, beautifully shot, dark comedy, murderous mystery, and so 8 out of 10 for me. So you said 7 out of 10? 7.5. 7.5, so right in between that range. It actually has a 7.5 to (laughs) 7.9 on IMDb. Right now it's fluctuating between those two. New York Times said it had smart construction, tart dialogue, Guardians a 4 out of 5, IGN called it gripping, Decider, Variety, Vanity Fair, all positive. I haven't found a negative review for the show. Critics love it. And like I said, the audience just just don't seem to have seen it. Like the mm. amount of reviews on IMDb, it's like only 163. Yeah, that's that low. is really, really low. Especially for an Apple TV series. So because I think there was like no publicity behind it. Um, it's surprising though because it's it feels like this happens a lot to Sharon Horgan. Like her her shows are always really really well liked in the in the far far future. Like they're like, oh my god, do you realize how good catastrophe catastrophe is? now <laughs> years <laughs> later um so hopefully this doesn't become that and um i don't know if they're planning on doing more than one season but oh i hope that it is more than one season yeah. but then again it would be like where would the story go because i assume by the end of the season we're going to learn who killed jp and all the answers the questions are going to be answered so um, yeah i just i can't imagine naming your kid something so close close to band-aid that that really was i had to play it back at first to make sure i got the name right and then i had to look it up on imdb to make sure it was spelled that way and band laid but like wow all right uh anything else you want to say no that's about it well thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode hope you enjoyed this one bye bye